the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Now, the practice of tithing predates the law of Moses. And this is important for us to understand because so many modern believers are under the false impression that tithing was specified under Moses' law. And since we are no longer under that law, tithing, therefore, no longer applies. Giving to the Lord has been a practice of mankind since the very beginning. And Pastor Leighton Sheely will share examples of just that in a moment as we begin another edition of Study Verse by Verse, an outreach of Church of the Highlands in San Bruno. And you can find out more about the church on the web at highlands.us. If you'd like to visit the church, then you can find those details regarding directions to the campus on that website, highlands.us. And continuing with our study into the life of the Old Testament patriarch, Abraham, here's Pastor Layton. For instance, the contention between Cain and Abel was, was sparked by the Lord's rejection of Cain's offering and acceptance of Abel's. These were the first children of Adam and Eve, the first people to walk the face of the earth. Offerings have been the practice of mankind since the very beginning. The excellent biblical scholar Warren W. Wearsby writes these words. Abram provides us with a good example of giving. He brought his gifts to Jesus Christ in the person of Melchizedek. We do not give our tithes and offerings to the church or the pastor or the members of the finance committee. If our giving is a true act of worship, we will give to the Lord. And for that reason, we will want to give our very best. The Apostle Paul writes these words concerning giving in 2 Corinthians chapter 9. So I thought it necessary to urge the brothers to visit you in advance and finish the arrangements for the generous gift you had promised. Then it will be ready as a generous gift and not as one grudgingly given. Remember this. Whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. And whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Each man should give what he has decided in his heart to give. Not reluctantly or or under compulsion. for, For God loves a cheerful giver. And God is able to make all grace abound to you, so that in all things, at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in in every good work. As it is written, He has scattered abroad His gifts to the poor. His righteousness endures forever. And now He who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will also supply and increase your store of seed and will enlarge the harvest of your righteousness. You will be made rich in every way, so that you can be generous on every occasion, and through us your generosity will result in thanksgiving to God. You will be made rich in every way, so that you can be generous on every occasion. You see, God's purpose in in making us rich is so that we can be more generous. And perhaps that's why there are so few rich believers. Because there's very few that God can trust with the wealth that he gives them to be used for the purposes for which they were given. Wealth can be a stumbling block. 
But as we look at the scriptures, we see that some of the great men of faith were exceedingly wealthy. Abraham, Moses, Joseph. But they did not accumulate their wealth for self-gratification. Rather, they used it to bless others and glorify God. Reading on in Genesis chapter 15, After this, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision. Do not be afraid, Abram. I am your shield, your very great reward. But Abram said, O sovereign Lord, what can you give me since I remain childless, and the one who will inherit my estate is Eliezer of Damascus? And Abram also said, You've given me no children, so a servant in my household will be my heir. Then the word of the Lord came to him. This man will not be your heir, but a son coming from your own body will be your heir. And he took him outside and said, Look up at the heavens and count the stars, if indeed you can count them. And then he said to him, So shall your offspring be. And Abram believed the Lord, and he credited it to him as righteousness. Now, perhaps Abraham was concerned that these five eastern kings might return in vengeance and attack him, or, or perhaps that the cities of the plain might now perceive him as being a threat. We're not told, but we are told that when God comes to him, he says, be not afraid, for he is Abraham's shield or defender. See, God's remedy to Abraham's fear was to remind him of who he was. Now, if we spend all of our time looking at ourselves and our own limitations, we're bound to get discouraged. But if we look to God by faith, we cannot help but be encouraged. Hebrews 9.27 says, It is appointed unto men once to die, and after this is the judgment. We have an appointment with death. It's an appointment, and we're not going to be one second early, and we're not going to be one second late for this appointment. It's an appointment that is established by God. You know, there really is no such thing as a, quote, untimely death, close quote. And this revelation from the scripture should give us great courage, because none of us are going to leave this earth by accident. And when the Spirit of God calls us to some kind of action that may place us in harm's way, we can go courageously knowing that our life will not be taken one second before God's timetable. Protection and provision are two of the things that are that the people in this world seek aggressively. And it's the two things that most characterize the hollow promises of politicians and government. Two axioms apply. Number one, unless the Lord watched the city, the watchmen watch in vain. It's the Lord who protects. And two, the government can only give what the government first takes away. You know, people in this faithless generation might look to the government for peace and prosperity, don't they? But the fact of the matter is that only God can be trusted to keep his promises for protection and provision. Now, when he last used a picture to, to, to show Abraham 
his descendants. He had Abraham look down at the dust. And, and now he takes Abram outside and he says, look up at the sky. And God's purpose in this is, is, is that Abraham, wherever he might look, whether it's down or whether it's up, he will always be reminded of God's promises concerning his offspring. Now, Abram expressed some concern about his heir. You see, Lot was out of the picture and the rest of the family was over 500 miles away. And, and Sarah was childless. And if Abram were to pass away, then his only heir would be his chief of staff, Eleazar. Like all Eastern couples, Abraham and Sarah earnestly desired to have children, but, 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 but time was running out, and, and God didn't seem to be doing anything. And what Abraham and Sarah did not know, but we know because it's revealed in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 12, is that God was waiting for them to be a, a, as good as dead in their ability to procreate so that when the child was conceived and, and born, it would be indeed a miracle child. And God would get the glory and not man. One of the basic lessons that we, that we learn in the school of faith is that God's will must be fulfilled in God's way and in God's time. Now, verse 6 is a very profound statement. In fact, so much so that it's quoted several times in the New Testament and it establishes a foundation of our doctrine that we know of as salvation by faith. There are three key words, believed, counted, righteousness. The Hebrew word translated believed means to lean your whole weight upon. Abraham leaned his whole weight upon the promise of the Lord. It's important for us to recognize that we are not saved by making promises to God. We are saved by believing God's promises to us. Abraham put his full weight on the word of God. Now, I'm reminded of an illustration that I heard about a number of years ago. There was a tight rope walker who had strung a line from one side to the other of Niagara Falls and had assembled a crowd. And on that day, he took off across that narrow line and disappeared into the mist and minutes passed and the apprehension grew and finally he reappeared and the audience that was there assembled clapped. And next he took a bicycle and he got on it and he went across the line and disappeared. And again there was some apprehension but a little less now because after all he'd proven that he, he could make the trip and, and then he came back and reappeared and and a third time, he, he took a wheelbarrow and, and he went across the line and disappeared and, and reappeared. And by this time, the, the audience was ecstatic in their expressions. And the tight rope walker asked one of the observers, do you believe that I can, I can take this wheelbarrow and, and go across that line? And the uh, spectator said, yes, I do. And the tight rope walker said, get in. Get in. Put your full weight on my word. And that's what Abraham did. He put his full weight on the word of God. Now, second, the word for righteousness means right standing before the Lord. It's used over 500 times in the scriptures and, and is one of mankind's greatest needs. Romans 3.23 tells us that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And verse 10 of the same chapter tells us that there's not one, not 
one that's righteous. Yet the scriptures also tell us that the only way that we're going to enter the kingdom of heaven is in righteousness. Now, if none of us are righteous, how is it that any of us are going to enter the kingdom of heaven? And we'll have to pick it up right there on the next edition of Study Verse by Verse, an outreach from Church of the Highlands in San Bruno. Pastor Leighton Sheely is taking us uh, verse by verse through the life of Abraham. And I hope you can join us for the entire series. If you've missed any of these uh, broadcasts, you can always listen again when you go to our website at studyversebyverse.com. You can download the broadcasts when you go to that website. You can also join with us as a financial partner. Perhaps this ministry has been a blessing to you. And if you'd like to bless us, well, you can do that very easily by letting us know that you pray for the program and join us financially. That's studyversebyverse.com. Of course, the church is on the web as well at highlands.us. That's highlands.us. Once again, they're in San Bruno. And if you're looking for a church home, a place to worship, well, I hope you'll consider Church of the Highlands. I'm Mike Trout. Thank you for joining us. Have a great rest of your day. And come back tomorrow if you can when we'll once again open the Word of God and study verse by verse. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.